Hey everyone, Marvin here. Just wanted to drop in and make a couple quick announcements before the show starts. First off, I want to apologize for the huge delay on this episode. I know it's been a long time since episode 2, and believe me, I've been working so hard to get this episode out. I had a bunch of technical difficulties and oh, lots of frustration, but the wait is finally over, and I, <laughs> I'm over the moon. Thank you for being patient with me. And thank you for sticking around. It really does mean a lot. Um, and second, I wanted to announce a new show that I'm currently working on with a friend who is helping me out with the episodes. It's called The Midnightmare After Show. A little bit more casual, no stories, but it will include behind the scenes and tidbits of information that you might find interesting. Be on the lookout for the first episode of The After Show this week. Okay, I think that's it. Thank you so much to everybody who's listening. Uh, it, it means the world. Um, okay, I'll let you get to the episode. I hope you enjoy. Good evening and welcome to Midnightmare. I'm your host, Marvin Midnight. Have you ever lost touch with a friend? Did you and that friend ever reconnect? Well, do I have a story for you? So sit back, relax, and without further ado, Please enjoy the favor. The sound of his voice shocked me. I hadn't talked to Cal in at least a year and a half. His voice was stranger to me, but at the same time, familiar. Hey, Cal. What... what time is it? Right now, it's noon. I didn't wake you up, did I? I can call you back no, if No, no, it's... it's fine. I just... I just overslept. What's up? I was just calling to see what you've been up to. I haven't heard from you in a while. Um... Yeah, uh, I haven't really been doing much, just, uh, job hunting, you know? It never gets easier. Have you had any luck? Yeah, yeah, I'm supposed to have a job interview Monday morning, actually. Oh, really? What's the job? I didn't want to tell him the job I was hoping to get. I was embarrassed. Cal owned a plumbing and heating company, which had been very successful right from the start. Reluctantly, I said. It's for, uh... Janitorial position? At Jenkins? Oh, the elementary school? Yep, that's the one. Nice. 
What's the pay like? Pays uh, decent, you know. More than minimum wage, so. That's good, man. Yeah, better than nothing. Hey, everybody's got to start somewhere. He said with a hint of guilt in his voice. He felt bad for me, and I knew it. Nothing had changed in my life since we last spoke. I was in the same apartment, the same shitty car, still trying to find a job, and still struggling to pay my bills. So, how have things been with you? You know, same old, same old, really. I actually called because I have a favor to ask. Oh, sure. What is it? So this weekend, there's this big convention I have to go to for work. A lot of really technical stuff. Not really sure I even have to be there, but... Anyways, though, somebody was going to come over and take care of Bruce for me, but they bailed last minute. Do you think you could come over and watch him? It would only be until Sunday night. You don't have to do very much. Bruce was Cal's nearly 100-pound Doberman. That always seemed like it was one wrong look away from biting your face off. That dog always kind of scared me. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I could do that. I'm, uh, I'm free this weekend, so it's no problem. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. You're a lifesaver. Also, I know I live really far out of town, so if you want, you can just stay at my place. It's no problem. I don't want you to have to drive out here every day. Hey, I'll stock up the fridge for you before you get here. That sounds good to me. What time do you need me to be there? My plane leaves at 10 tonight, so I'll probably leave around 8, just so I have enough time to get through security and stuff. I'd say, if you could, be here around, like, 7.45. I'll be there. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. See you tonight. Yep, see you later. Bye. It was a little strange for Cal to call me out of the blue and ask me for a favor, considering how long it had been since we had talked. The last time I saw him, I was helping him move into his new house. I remember it being kind of a large house for just one person. Three bedrooms, two baths, and as far as I knew, he was still single. But he probably wouldn't tell me if he was in a relationship. We stopped being close after he started his company. He was just always busy or always going somewhere. I was happy for him though. He left our college days behind and became successful. He did what you're supposed to do. Not like me. Once I flunked out of college, I worked at a gas station until I was able to afford a small apartment for myself. The gas station fired me about four months ago for stealing a pack of cigarettes, and I haven't worked since. Luckily, I saved up enough money to scrape by, but my bank account is draining fast. Who knew you could survive this long only eating ramen and bologna? A text from Cal. My address is 6626 Otter Paul Lane. When you get here, the gate will be open. You can just drive right up. Thanks again, Joe. See you soon. I replied, See you soon, Calvin. <laughs> and giggled. He hated being called his first name. I copy and pasted his address into my GPS to see how far away it was. Holy shit! His house was an hour and 20 minutes away. I'd have to stop for gas before heading out. Well. There goes another 40 bucks. I said out loud while filling a pot with water. Hopefully he pays for my gas or something. That's a long drive for my car. As I opened my package of ramen, another text message came in.
as she passed. I'm sorry, Joe. Try to keep your head up, man. Maybe staying at my place this weekend could be a good escape for you. If you need anything, you can always talk to me. I read the message and lost it. She passed away around the same time I lost my job. Just when I thought things couldn't get any worse. But maybe Cal was right. I could use a weekend out of the city. Alone on two acres of land with the only neighbor being five miles away. That actually sounded nice. I replied to Cal. Thank you. I'll be okay. The fact that I was eating ramen in the same apartment just added to the sadness. I cried more as my lunch boiled. I was about 10 minutes away when Cal texted me again. Yo, you on your way? I'm about to leave now. I was running a little late because I had to stop for gas. I completely forgot to tell him I was on my way. I replied to Cal. Yeah, I'll be there in 10. I was nervous about seeing Cal. It had been so long and I felt like we had so much catching up to do. Even though nothing had really changed with me. I caught myself feeling insecure before I left. I always wanted to be successful like him. I mean, who doesn't? He seemed like he had it all figured out, and I was just stuck. All right, just making sure. See you later. I replied with a smiley face and set my phone down. I already felt a little more calm just leaving town. Driving out here always had a way of making me forget the stress of the real world. I couldn't tell you the last time I drove this far out. Maybe it was the last time I saw Cal. I rolled my window down and took in a deep breath. The crisp air burned my throat, and it made me want a cigarette. I made a promise to myself that I'd quit shortly after my mom died, and I had kept that promise so far. But a smoke right now would really be nice. I didn't want to disappoint my mom more than I already have. I turned onto the dirt road that led to Cal's house and was immediately greeted by a huge metal gate with the letter CM on it, Cal's initials. The gate was open and I drove through. When I got out of the car, I stood for a moment, just looking at the house. It was beautiful. A little more modern than I like, but who am I to judge? I walked up to the front door and rang the doorbell.
What's up, man? How was the drive? It was it was good, man. It's nice to finally get out. Yeah, I believe it. Isn't it beautiful out here? Come in. Let me show you around. Alright. I walked in and Cal closed the door behind me. Right when he closed the door, Bruce jumped on me, nearly taking me to the ground. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Bruce, get down. Cal shouted. The dog obeyed and sat in front of me as if he was apologizing for his actions. Sorry, man. He really loves when people come over. Go to the room. The dog walked away with his tail between his legs, feeling guilty. Wow. He listens really well. Yeah. I spent months training him, but when someone comes over, it's like all the training just goes right out the window. Are you alright? He didn't scratch you, did he? No, I'm fine. He just scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Sorry about that. He's a really good dog, but he just gets a little excited sometimes. Anyways, follow me. Let me show you around. Yeah. Cal took me down a long, dimly lit hallway where he showed me the bathroom, guest bedroom, and garage. So over here is where I keep Bruce's food. You can use this scoop to measure out the servings. Just don't give him more than that or he will have diarrhea. I already fed him tonight so you don't have to worry about that. Alright. I keep extra towels and toilet paper in here if you need it. And if you look over there, there's the doggy door. That's for Bruce just in case he decides to chase the rabbits around if you guys go out. He does it pretty often so no need to worry about him getting out anywhere. He usually comes back, he'll just scratch at the door to be let in if he does. Easy enough. How often does he eat? Once in the morning, and once in the evening. Sounds good. Alright. Follow me into the kitchen. We walked back down the hallway into the kitchen, which was on the opposite side of the house. On a wall, just before the kitchen, there was a painting. A strange painting. It was a man riding what looked like a dragon, or something. The man was holding a snake in his left hand, and he looked... kinda crazy. Hey! What's this painting mean? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm not exactly sure. Uh, I won it at an auction about a year ago. Fought like hell for it. Pretty cool, though, right? It's a little creepy, honestly. Yeah, I thought it'd be a good conversation piece. Cost me around, like, ten grand. Something like that, at least. He continued walking, but I couldn't stop looking at the painting. It made me feel... uneasy. Something about the guy. The look in his eyes just... You coming? Yeah, sorry. Alright, so, here's the pantry. Got plenty of stuff for you to snack on over the weekend. I got some cookies, chips, stuff to make PB&J, cereals too, but um, I didn't really know what to get, so I just kind of grabbed all the ones I could see. Let me see, what else? Cal, you didn't need to get all this stuff for me. I could have just ordered food. No, 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 it's totally fine, man. Don't worry about it. You don't even want to order food out here. The reception is so bad and it takes forever to get here. Alright, over here is the fridge. I got some sodas, leftovers from yesterday. I doubt you want that though. Of course, the beer. Who could forget? Let me see. Down here in the freezer, I got tons of frozen meals. Uh, Hot Pockets, little frozen pizzas, and those frozen meatloaves you like. Just keep in mind, nothing is off limits. Don't be afraid to eat or drink whatever. Wow. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. No problem, no problem. Uh, I feel like I'm forgetting something. Oh! Uh, up here. The emergency numbers are on the fridge, just in case you can't reach me. 
The code for the gate is 1342. If you need to leave at some point, the code for the alarms is the same thing. It's all on this paper. Sounds good, man. Alright. Um, one last thing. I got you these. Cal handed me a pack of cigarettes. Menthols. The ones I always smoked. Oh, um, I quit a while back. Just in case you change your mind, they're always there. Uh, if you want to check it out, I already had one. Sorry about that. Alright, thank you. For sure, for sure. You can call or text me if you have any questions about anything. Other than that, the house is entirely yours. I'll be sure to take good care of it. And Bruce. You better. Alright, I gotta get going. I'm not trying to be late. Alright, man. He grabbed his duffel bag and keys and turned towards the door. He opened the door and started to walk out. Before he went down the steps, he turned to me. Hey, Joe. I'm really sorry about your mom. I know you probably don't want to talk about it, but I'm here for you. I know we kind of lost touch for a while. You've probably heard this a lot, but if you need anything, let me know. I, uh, I appreciate it, Cal. Thank you. He winked at me and gave me a smile before walking down the steps. As he walked away, he turned over his shoulder and said, And it goes without saying, no parties. Don't let me find out you had a girl over. <laughs> sure thing, Dad. I yelled back. I watched him as he got in his car. He gave me a stern index finger as he drove away. I chuckled a little as he went through the gate. I stood in the living room not knowing what to do next. I felt like a kid in a candy store. A little overwhelmed at the fact that this was all mine for the weekend. I thought eating was a good place to start, so I walked over to the kitchen to check out what frozen pizzas Cal got for me. Let's see here. Pepperoni, sausage. Ah, yes. I pulled out a supreme pizza with a smile. My favorite. Okay, okay. 350. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. I set the oven to preheat and put the pizza back in the freezer. As I walked away from the fridge, I felt the pack of cigarettes in my front pocket. Eh, what the hell, I said as I took the pack out of my pocket. I figured it wasn't too bad if I had a few while I was here. I was kind of on vacation. I slid a cigarette out of the pack and gave it a good sniff. Ah, a few won't kill me. I put it in my mouth and made my way to the back door. I called for Bruce to come out with me. Hey Bruce! Come here, boy. Let's go out. Bruce came running from the other room and went straight to the back door. Good boy. All right, ready to go out? <laughs> I opened the back door and Bruce shot out like a rocket. He disappeared into the darkness. Go get him, boy. <laughs> I lit the cigarette as I leaned against the house and took a drag. The taste of it wasn't how I remembered it. Had I already forgotten what it tasted like? Maybe they were just a little stale. I put my head back and looked at the stars. Wow. I hadn't seen the stars this clear in years. It was amazing what the lights of the city made invisible. I took another drag and noticed the silence. The only noise out here were the crickets. So peaceful. 
That was fast. Bruce! I yelled for Bruce as I put my cigarette out. Ah. Bruce didn't come when I called him. I figured he'd just come in through the doggy door when he was ready, so I closed the back door and went to the kitchen. I unwrapped the pizza and put it in the oven, setting a timer for 15 minutes. Whew. Okay. Well, guess I'll watch TV. I grabbed a beer from the fridge before heading to the living room. first time in a while, I was actually enjoying myself. Spread out on the couch watching TV on an 80-inch screen with a pizza in the oven? That was the life. Now all I needed was a couple of friends to hang out with and I'd be set. I pulled out my phone to send a message to Cal. Living in luxury already. Have a good flight, man. I typed and pressed send. Damn. No bars. The message wouldn't go through. He did say the reception was bad out here. Oh well. It wasn't such a bad thing to be completely disconnected. It's probably just what I needed, honestly. I gotta hand it to Cal. His house was really nice. I wouldn't be surprised if he hired an interior designer to do all this. I knew Cal, and he couldn't decorate to save his life. I wonder how much an interior design- What? What the hell? All the lights in the house shut off and I was left in complete darkness. I shuffled for my phone and turned on my flashlight. The house went from warm and spacious to dark and claustrophobic. I got up from the couch and shined my flashlight around the room. There's gotta be a breaker box around here somewhere, I said, and made my way down the hallway towards the garage. Once I made it to the garage, I opened the door and looked around. I didn't want to go in. The darkness of the house put a terrifying undertone to everything. Come on, where would it be? I didn't see the breaker box, so I made my way back to the living room. Once I was in the living room, I caught a glimpse of the strange painting on the wall. It was even more creepy in the dark. At that moment, I remembered that there was a basement. Cal took me down there when I was helping him move. It was an unfinished basement and the thought of going down there made every red flag in my mind go up. But I had a feeling the breaker box would be down there. I made it to the stairs leading to the basement which were hidden behind a door next to the garage. Before I went down, I checked my phone again to see if I had any bars. Nothing. I couldn't call anybody if I got trapped down there or if somebody attacked me. What was I thinking? This wasn't a horror movie. The lights just went out, no big deal. I'll just go down there and flip a few switches, piece of cake. I made my way down the stairs slowly but with a newfound confidence. I looked around for a moment before walking any further. 
It looked like nobody had been down here in a while. There were cobwebs everywhere, and everything had a thick layer of dust blanketing it. I took a few steps forward and saw the breaker box straight ahead. Aha! There you are, I said, and started towards it. What was that? I stepped on something that made a loud crunch sound. I lifted my foot and underneath there was a clump of twigs tied together with string. What the? I knelt down to examine it closer. Around the clump of twigs were a few bird's feathers and a small bone from some sort of animal. What is this? I stood up, disgusted, just wanting to get out of there. Whatever that was, it seemed like it had been put there on purpose. I stepped over the clump and continued towards the breaker box. No, not that one. No. Yes, there we go. What? As soon as I got the lights back on upstairs, I heard what sounded like running above me. I ran back up from the basement as fast as I could. Who's there? Hello? I have a knife. If anybody's in here, just come out now. There was no sign of anybody. I looked to my left and noticed that the back door was wide open. What? I know I closed it when I came in. I'm pretty sure I even locked it. I walked over to the door and shut it, this time making sure it was locked. Paranoid, I inspected the rest of the house, looking in all the rooms and behind all the doors. After I felt like I had inspected thoroughly, I walked to the kitchen and reset the oven. Now I was on edge and starving. I swear I heard running though. Maybe it was my mind playing tricks on me, but I don't know. I just wanted to try and get my mind off of it. I sat back down on the couch and turned the TV on. Flipping through the channels, I skipped past Adani's commercial. The commercial reminded me how hungry I was. I wish I could have ordered pizza instead of having a frozen one. Donnie's always had the best pepperoni pizza and great deals Cal and I could never pass up. In college, we practically lived off of it. Five dollars for a large pepperoni pizza with a side and a 32 ounce soda? Man, that was hard to beat, especially for two broke college kids. Those were the days. Crazy to think how much things have changed. For Cal, anyway. I bet he could... Huh? What the hell is that? Out of the corner of my eye, I swore I saw somebody outside the back door looking at me. But when I looked, there was nobody. I got up to check and opened the door. Hello? Look, if somebody's screwing with me, you better tell me now or things might get ugly. 
There was no response from the void of darkness that was outside. Only crickets. I closed the door and locked it. Maybe I was just way too paranoid. Who would be all the way out here anyway? And Cal wouldn't play a joke on me like this. I know he wouldn't. As I sat back down, I got a whiff of the pizza in the oven. Mm. My stomach growled at the smell. Oh, come on. Cal didn't say anything about this. I just want to eat. I turned my flashlight on my phone on once again and made my way to the basement. The lights going off wasn't any easier the second time. I could feel the fear creeping back up. <gasps> what, the, what the fuck? Who is that? When I turned the corner down the hall, I was met with a man standing in the middle of the hallway blocking the door down to the basement. The man was completely naked, except for a pig's head, obscuring his face. He was a little overweight and breathing heavy. I could see his greasy long hair peeking from underneath the pig's head. It wasn't anybody I recognized. Look, man, I don't know who you are, and I don't want any trouble. If, if you leave now, I won't call the cops on you, and we can, we can forget about this. Look, I'm just watching the house for a buddy, and I don't know where anything is. I took my knife out of my pocket and flung it open, hoping the man would have a change of heart and leave me alone. He didn't. He only stepped closer as I backed away slowly. Can you hear me? I said, if you leave now, I won't call the cops. The man had no weapons that I could see and seemed to be in some sort of a trance. Drugs, maybe? There was no way to tell, but at this moment, I noticed that his hands were covered in blood. Hey, why are your hands all bloody? Do I need to call an ambulance? Did something happen? The man clenched his hands into a fist and started to approach me faster. I turned to run away and ran into the bare chest of another man, also naked with a pig's head. I fell to the ground and dropped my knife. The second man had a few feet of rope in his hands. Before I could react, they held me on the ground and started to restrain me. Oh, hey, hey guys, listen. This isn't my house and... The man with the rope tied my hands and legs together, while the overweight man shoved a dirty rag into my mouth. The rag tasted like blood. I tried to fight, but the men were determined. Once they were done restraining me, I heard one solitary grunt as they hoisted me up by both shoulders. I kicked and screamed as they carried me back to the door. Nothing I did slowed or stopped them. Once we were outside, I could hear humming coming from the woods beyond Cal's yard. I looked to my right and saw at least five other men, all naked with pig's heads, watching as the two men carried me. I fought harder, but I felt powerless. 
The men squeezed my arms so tight that I couldn't feel them anymore. They took me through the woods in complete darkness, never making a sound. It felt like they carried me forever. After some time, we arrived at a clearing surrounded by trees. I lifted my head and was presented with a gigantic formation made out of dead trees. The formation resembled the one from the basement, except a hundred times bigger. The large tree formation was surrounded by 30 or 40 men, all singing in the same tone as they watched me. The men carrying me dropped me just before the formation and took the rag out of my mouth. A man approached me and stood in front of me, looking at me. The man raised his hand and the singing stopped. Hail Astaroth, seeker of wisdom and keeper of time. Mighty Duke, I humbly invoke you from the depths of hell into the realm of man. Hear the prayer of your servant and friend. Lend me your powers at this time. Reveal yourself in the flames before me. Hail Astaroth. Hail Astaroth. Hail Astaroth. The man before me was Cal. I recognized his voice. He, like the others, was naked. Cal had significantly more blood on his body than the others. As I noticed this, the overweight man from the hallway approached Cal and handed him a coin. I couldn't make out what the coin was. It was a silver bluish color. Cal examined the coin for a moment, letting it catch the moonlight. When he was done, he approached me and knelt down. You're going to need to swallow this for me, Joe. Cal. What is this? What's going on? Who's Astaroth? Why are you- Please don't fight, Joe. Just swallow this. Cal grabbed me under my chin forcefully and opened my mouth with his fingers, putting the coin in. <sighs> Why are you scared? Can't you see what's happening? You should be grateful. Am I gonna die? Are... Are you gonna kill me? The coin rattled on my teeth as I spoke. There's no need to panic, Joe. Everyone will have their day. But... But... But I, I don't understand. Tell me what's happening. <clears throat> Cal punched me in the face. <sighs> I fell to the ground unable to fight back. Somehow, the coin stayed in my mouth. I envy you. I wish I could be in the same position as you. This is an honor, and you are spoiling it. Please, just swallow it. I don't want to make you. The taste in my mouth was so overwhelmingly metallic. From the coin or from blood, I couldn't tell. I moved the coin to my tongue and attempted to swallow it. The coin was nearly too large, but it went down after my second try. As it scraped its way down my throat, Cal turned away from me and raised his arms. The singing resumed. The two men who carried me out of the house picked me back up and took me towards the wooden formation. Wait! Cal, please! Cal, please! 
Cal, what are you doing? I looked over my shoulder at him. He just stood with his arms up, looking at the formation in a trance, like everyone else. The two men began to tie me to one of the large dead trees. Please just let me go, please! There was no response. The men tied me so tight to the tree I could feel the rope digging into my chest. I looked over to my right and saw Bruce. It was... It was only half of him. Oh my... Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my... The half of the dog was tied to another tree. I watched as the overweight man with greasy hair lit a torch and approached the formation. Wait, 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 please, please stop, please, please stop, please. The man did not stop. He just kept saying, Hail Astaroth, repeatedly under his breath. <laughs> oh my god, please. He lit the bottom of the tree I was tied to, and it caught instantly. I could feel the hot flames around my feet and started to scream. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh. Cal and the rest of the men just watched the flames as they climbed up my legs and to my torso. The pain was so intense, and I could feel myself passing out. I screamed and cried, but there was no reaction from the audience. It started to get hard to breathe. Before I let go, I caught a glimpse of Cal's face through the mouth of the pig. He was drooling with pleasure as he watched me burn. Thank you for listening. Is it hot in here? Or is it just me? Anyway. That does it for episode 3. The Favor. If you enjoyed, please leave a rating and follow our socials. Our Instagram is at Midnightmare Podcast. And our Twitter is at Midnightmare Pod. Until next time, sweet dreams and good night. <laughs>